your ability to persuade others is one of the most powerful resources you will ever discover. During this eye-opening podcast, you'll join Wayne Sutton as you uncover the secrets of influence based upon science and proven in the real world. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of Neuropersuasion. I'm Wayne Sutton, your persuasion coach, and I'm so excited. We've been recording for a few minutes, and I thought, let's just get the let's get on topic because we're having some great conversation. Danielle Sunberg, I am so excited to have you on. Thank you for taking time. I know you have a very, very uh, active practice, and um, thank you for taking time to be on with us today. Thank you, Wayne. I'm excited to be here. Good, good. I'm excited for you to share. Um, you know, I was looking at your website earlier, and obviously a lot of people that follow us are those entrepreneurs, those business leaders, the marketers that are, they are, they're striving towards something. But a lot of them feel stuck. Or a lot of them don't know the next right place. And and so I know you've helped a lot of people in that. Do you mind taking a, just a moment and sharing with us a little about you and your practice and and you're a recovering attorney, I believe. Um, so coming from that attorney to coach, can you tell us more about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I started my professional career on a really classic linear path towards just achieving more and more degrees. And that was how I thought I would earn success and validation and essentially worth being worth my space in the world was proving to the outside world that I had amassed all of these achievements. And that brought me for various reasons, my parents are attorneys and that's sort of the world I came from in that direction of becoming an attorney. So when I landed my job at my law firm as a young attorney, that's like, you know, getting the penthouse suite in the ivory tower of the industry. It's, it's what everyone craves you know, whether or not they really actually want to do the job is irrelevant. It's a craving of validation that they think you're worth being paid that insane salary. And when I got that job, I felt this exhale that I didn't realize I had been holding my breath for so long. And I thought, okay, I've made it. Here I am. I can, I can finally be happy. All of the things that I've done in my life to build my resume and achieve and achieve and achieve. It's all for this. And now I can let all of the happiness and the success rush in. Well, that was a total misconception. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't the way it worked for me. And I'm sure for other people too, who built you know, their lives climbing up each rung of a ladder, hoping that it brings them more of what they're looking for. And it only seems to bring them more rungs on the ladder. Yeah. And I started waking up every day, really just like, oh, I have to face my day. This feels terrible. I don't want to go in the office, blah, 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 all of that. And, you know, what I saw was down the hall from me, from my office, are all the other offices, all the other partners in the law firm, the corner office for the managing partner. And I literally got to see 20 feet from me, 30 years from my life, if I stayed on this track. Wow. Right. And so, so that vision was so clear and it brought me so much discomfort, like my stomach would turn. And 
That's how I knew I couldn't stay. The risk of the unknown of what would come next, of where would I land when I leave the law firm and who would I be if I wasn't this big law attorney seemed much easier to stomach than the known risk of staying and what lay before me. That was a lot scarier. It was a lot more detrimental to my health, to my mood, to my relationships. And so that's really what gave me the courage to leave. And so when I left, I truly had no clue what I was doing next. All I knew was that I had this question that no one had ever asked me. I never asked myself, which was, well, what are your terms for living your life? Like, how do I want to wake up every day being inspired? What would make me not feel like crap when I see the alarm go off in the morning, right? (laughs) Yes, I love that. And I didn't know. I had no idea. So then, yeah, go ahead. No, please, you go ahead. I I think what I was going to interject really quick, I don't think most people have ever taken the time to ask that question. How do I live life on my terms? Uh, I have a business partner in in a real estate coaching practice we have, and we had that conversation this morning. He said, life on our terms. You know, the core values for everybody that's independent but most people never even ask, can I have this? Because we're brainwashed by the society of this is how success looks. So please continue that. I love this. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, and so what I did was essentially leave my life. I, my husband and I packed up our apartment in Washington, D.C., gave away all the things that we could and just backpacked around the world because I had no idea what my terms were as you're sort of creating that framework for for us to kind of use for this discussion. Um, But I knew that all the labels that I had been applying to myself as this big law DC attorney wearing my Brooks Brothers suits and all of that wasn't the direction I was gonna find those answers in. And so I wanted to go like to the most opposite place in the world where I could shed those labels and just sort of explore what does it mean to be me? What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to not have this identity anymore? And that's where I fell really deeply in love with um, Eastern energy practices. I spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia and became a Reiki master there and then started studying with my coach and mentor, who I love dearly and trained with her to then essentially be a guide in the same way to people moving through their own transformation, whether professional or personal, or if it's just even a mindset change to say, okay, today I just know that I'm inspired to up-level my life. I don't know what that looks like on a professional or personal level, but what I've created so far is great and fine and good and all that stuff, but it's not what I want anymore. I want something bigger, better, deeper. That's not the legacy, right? There's something more out there. Yes. And what it really is, is everyone can offer advice, right? Like there's coaches and professionals and all these people who they'll sit and tell me your woes and tell me your situation. Let me tell you what I think. And that's one brand of one way of doing it. But the way that I like to approach it with my clients is really the way that I approach it with myself, which is there's no objective external right or wrong. 
There's simply your own internal wisdom, that inner space of intuition and guidance that when you connect with it, speaks up. And that's your clearest, most efficient navigation forward mm-hmm. through all of the unknown, through all of the uncharted. Do you want to leave your job or not? Is there a right answer? No, it's just looking at the question consciously, authentically, and seeing what comes up for you. And then at least when you've made your choice, yes or no, you've done it from a conscious empowered place where you've not just sort of pushed that question under the rug for 30 years. And that's the key. I think most people push that question or the what's what I have found in, in coaching people for many years is most people have an A or B decision mentality. Do I quit my job or keep my job? Do I buy this property, not buy this property? Do I marry this person or not marry? And sometimes I don't think it's always A or B as much as maybe C, D, one, eight, nine, four. <laughs> there's, there's so many different yeah. options that if you get out of the linear of this A or B, that binary code of thinking, then you can start allowing the unconscious to come up with other. And I believe, and I'm not sure how you believe, but I believe in a collective consciousness. I really do that we, there's information that Danielle has discovered, uh, created, whatever that collectively we can even tap into. And being willing though to say A or B doesn't always have to be a decision or now doesn't have to always be the time. Um, One of the, things that I teach and have helped a lot of people with is inside of timeline therapy is really looking at how we've already constructed the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Unconsciously, we've already got an image of how it's going to look. And so our mind says, hey, easy path. Let's make that a reality. It might not be the path for you. So going back to core values is something in our coaching that we do, finding out what that core value is and why is that value there? A lot of times a core value or belief is because, as you said, my parents were attorneys. My best friend is a coach. So I need to be a coach or whatever it may be. But maybe that's not what is core within you divinely, what you were divinely created to go and experience in this life. So I know you help a lot of people when you move through helping people. What do you find is the biggest, if, if I may ask, what's the biggest hang up people have, the biggest roadblock, speed bump? that you run into when you're working with new clients? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. One of the biggest things is when people butt up against not knowing the answer, when they're just sitting with, I don't know. And that can be kind of like in, because they're in an AB binary thinking situation, like you mentioned, where it's like, should I quit my job or not? I don't know. My job has these pros and cons leaving would have these pros and cons. I don't know what to do. And they're stuck. They get so stuck in that space of, I don't know. Right. And that's when we start looking to external people to help us sort it out for ourselves instead of, well, how can we just sit with, I don't know and be okay with it and be calm with it and confident that it will pass. The answer will come, like you mentioned, at the right time. Perhaps it's not time to make a decision, and that's why you don't know the answer. Perhaps, you know, a curveball will come and change the landscape of of the situation entirely and offer you way more options or or different, you know, pros and cons that will bring you your answer. So I love what you said there, being comfortable with not having the answer. 
I don't believe we should get all of our wisdom from Facebook, but it was a great Facebook quote the other day <laughs> that said, um, I do not know what tomorrow does, what tomorrow holds, but I'm deeply loved by the one who does. And it was talking about God. I'm deeply cared for. And that's really kind of the, my premise is I don't know Wayne's next five, 10 or 20 years, but I believe in a divine creator that does. And that sometimes it's just coming into alignment. Sometimes it's learning a lesson. You know, I may feel like I'm, went backwards instead of forward, but maybe it's because there's a lesson that I've failed to learn. But how do you recommend we connect? Somebody says, hey, I want to connect to that intuition, that inner wisdom. Is it meditation? Is it prayer? Is it something totally different in, in your practice? Um, so the way that I like to illustrate this is we actually are always connected to that space. What happens is we get so trapped in our thoughts in that whirlwind of our mind that causes stress, overwhelm, anxiety, all of those things that we then get paralyzed by, that it's the noise, it's the hurricane of chaos that makes us feel disconnected from our intuition. Hurricane of and so, <laughs> and so, for so many of us, we forget that we're not our thoughts. Like we become one and the same with our thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So first it's just, okay, I'm actually not my thoughts. And if I'm not my thoughts, how can I calm that chaos and sink into the reality of who I really am, that deeper, truer, broader part of who I really am, which includes that intuitive space. And the way you do that is just whatever allows you to calm down. And that's why we have our most sort of innovative aha moments in the shower or walking our dog, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. That's when we have sort of put down the hurricane of our mind without really realizing that's what we're doing. Hmm. And that's when we create this new space again the hurricane's gone and we can see we have space for new creative solutions and ideas and thoughts and and that's when we go ah that's the answer that I was looking for when I was trying to bang my head against the wall <laughs> for so long thinking about it that's really great it's really great there's a passage in uh there's a passage in the old testament the book of job and it says in the night when a man sleeps that instructions are sealed up and I really believe that reason that the divine gives us instructions as we sleep. And as it says, it seals up the instructions to protect us. It's because it's the only time we shut up. It's the only time we're silent, you know, is okay. I think it's almost like the divine is going, okay, they're not telling me how to do my job. Let me give some instruction. But I agree with you. In fact, I'm reading a um, great book by Dan Sullivan, Who Not How. He's talking about that time when you're away in the shower whatever it may be, um, I have a, I have a very nice shower with like these glass windows. I'm always, I draw when the steam gets up there, I'm like uh -huh. out concepts. And I know my wife, she's like, what is this? But in my mind is running. And uh, so it's really great to make that time. And I love how you said when we're calm, for some people, it may be meditation. For some people may be prayer. I use a simple modified version of Tony Robbins priming technique to, to get myself in gratitude and to open up creativity. So, oh, wow, that's great. I'm just excited because you 
speak what I say. You left corporate America, and that's not for everybody, I'm sure, you know, but you left it to discover what it is, what it is to be happy. And you said something very powerful a while ago, validation, validation. Um, I remember there was one venue I wanted to teach at. I just knew I had to teach. Uh, I, I made connections. I dropped hints. I sent one of my books. I did everything I could to get in this one venue. About two years later, one of the people connected in the venue said, hey, I'd love to get you. Da, da, da. But I was too busy at the time. And I was like, I'll try. And then it hit me. I didn't need that validation. The only reason I wanted to speak at this venue was validation. When I recognized I'm learning and growing outside of validation, okay, I would speak, maybe, maybe not, but at least the validation isn't based on external people, based within. That's really cool. So That's a really powerful story. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly right. Sometimes you need the thing to then let go of the need for validation. And sometimes you can grow past it on your own through other things, right? And I'm sure there's other areas I still seek validation. <laughs> I mean, we're all growing and learning. And um, uh, if one funny thing, Daniel, you mentioned uh, leaving the corporate world in the fancy suits. And uh, a friend of mine one time said, when you really need to dress for success, you know, and I love that dress for success. You know, I'm sitting in here in a $7 pullover from Old Navy doing this. But the key is, in my world, flip-flops and a T-shirt is really successful. Me, that's the lifestyle I choose to live. Um, when I have to go to a wedding or funeral and actually get dressed up, ugh, I did that for so many <laughs> years. And I think I've, I've made an unconscious anchor that this means I'm controlled. This means freedom. And so I understand how anchors work and I can collapse that anchor if need be. But I'm really glad that I'm hearing it from somebody other than me. So I'm in good company with you. That's the way I feel. So <laughs> we're validating each other. Though. Validating <laughs> each other. That's exactly right. Oh wow. Um, I know you work a lot in entrepreneurship and leadership with a lot of professionals. When you're helping someone move, whether it's solving problems, dealing with stress, leading their team, what do you think is the biggest breakthrough people find other than maybe learning the calm, getting out of the hurricane of chaos? What is one of the biggest breakthroughs for a person? So hands down, the answer that comes up for me as you're saying this is taking full, complete, almost radical personal accountability for the experience that they're creating, right? Because we so often want to point fingers and blame and say, well, it happened because, you know, this circumstance and it's all BS. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know that, I know that. And so when people finally get that, we generate our experience of life by the thoughts that we're thinking in the moment and that we are the ones that have the power over the thoughts and the influence those thoughts have over us and how we respond to them. Mm. That's really all we do have control over in life. We don't have control over any anything other than how we show up, what we think, where we focus our attention. Now, I often say everything that we, our whole life could be boiled down to the way we act or react. Mm -hmm. That's really all it is. The way we proactively act or the way that we react to a situation. So I think taking a pause before we react, 
taking and learning what would my highest self do in this situation? Or at least Absolutely. what I think it would do in this situation. Um, but radical responsibility, I love that because I think that's the problem with most, most individuals. Is the blame game is easy. Blame it on somebody. And we're trained to do it. We're, absolutely. <laughs> like it's not our fault, really. I mean, it's just so part of the whole acculturation process that we're in. Yes. And then we walk around with all these expectations of the world and how people should treat us and what life should be like and how our employees should talk to us. And well, they're all just expectations that are living in your head. Have you actually communicated an agreement? Mm. Likely not. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So are you still backpacking around the world or have you landed? Um, or you, I know with COVID it's a hard time to backpack around the world, but um, uh, are you still, are you more centralized or do you still go and travel? And is that still part of your experience? We, my husband and I bought a house um, in the winter. So late, very late 2018 in Austin, Texas where neither of us are from, neither of our families are from. Yeah. And uh, we decided to do that because we wanted to start a family and have a baby. And then we've actually gotten to travel a little bit in the recent months this summer. And it's been so nice to get back <laughs> on the road. It almost feels like coming home to leave home to be like, oh yeah, this is what it's like to get my passport and go yeah. to the airport. <laughs> Awesome. All of that. Yeah. That's awesome. So another great thing about being a coach is being able to help people remotely. You know, I know there's a lot of coaches listening to this and um, being able to coach. I, I'm, I travel not as much as I would like to and probably as much as I want to, depending on the day. Uh, but at the same time, being able to coach and help people from all over the world by Zoom, for example, uh, it's such an amazing time that we live in. Uh, and in fact, I think most people, if they recognize the power we have today with communication and technology, if they don't get, they don't become a hurricane of chaos for them, they can really, really accomplish so much today. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. How can people, so I know I have a lot of listeners that are going to be like, she's speaking my language. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? We'll have the link below, but is there any other way for people to get in touch with you, discover more about you and your sessions and what you do? I would really just recommend my, my website, which is just my name, daniellesunberg.com. You know, there's like LinkedIn and there's Instagram and there's all these other things, but they're very like sort of chaotically used. I don't really give a lot of time and attention to them. So my website is like the one thing that absolutely uh, should show you who I am and what I'm about if you're interested in learning more. Awesome. So guys, definitely be sure to check out our website. It's really interesting you said that because there was a time when the website was, when websites were new and that was the central point. And then Facebook and as you said, LinkedIn, Snapchat, and TikTok and everything else. And you have people that specialize in those, but it's again, for me, a hurricane of chaos. Well, I need something simple. So that's why we have your persuasion coach. Our articles, our blogs, our videos, everything are there. So be sure to check out us as well. Uh, and thanks again, guys. If you're following this podcast, and we're going to continue to bring you thought leaders and, and people like Danielle that's going to bring change into the world and can help you, can help you. Me and Danielle were talking before the recording. Uh, she said, well, I have a coach. 
you know, and, you know, coaches have coaches. Consultants need consultants. You need somebody to help guide you through the blind spots and to really help you into that new area. So I will say this, if you're looking somebody that can help you in that conscious entrepreneur leadership, then Danielle is definitely one to reach out to. So Danielle, thank you again for being on with us today. Thank you so much. Any, any, yeah. any thoughts, any parting words of wisdom for our, for our audience? Well, what you were saying about coaches having coaches, you know, made me think about like, we all are such a wealth of information and wisdom. And the blind spots for me, I know come in because integration isn't perfect, right? Of the wisdom that we know. Yeah. And it's always like, where am I not applying and integrating all of the stuff that I know? And so getting a coach just helps that move so much faster and helps me see them that much easier without me sort of blindly looking for them myself. And and it doesn't mean that I'm not a good coach because I have a coach. I still have all the wisdom and I can see it for my clients because I know we resonate and that's why I take them on. But man, like, I think that there's still this story that a lot of us have that if we get help, then we must not be good at what we do. Uh, yes. And that stigmatization has really moved far with, with therapy. And I think coaches are the next ones to get that agree. little, little bump. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, when you think of professionals, a lot of people think of uh, an attorney, a doctor, et cetera. Attorneys have attorneys, doctors have doctors, coaches have coaches. It's just a reality. So uh, if you don't, you need one. You need one. I have multiple coaches, and I, my life would not be where I'm at without them. So, uh, again, guys, yourpersuasioncoach.com. Check it out. Be sure to um, check out our blogs, articles, podcasts, all that fun stuff. And if you want to learn more behind sales, influence, and persuasion, beginning with yourself, then that's what I'm here for. If you want to learn conscious entrepreneurship, leadership, and more that, I really believe the world needs is that I hear compassion in you. And I think that's very important. Danielle, to check out Danielle. So thanks again, guys. Make it a great day. Thank you, Wayne. Go to yourpersuasioncoach.com for more powerful resources on how to influence yourself, influence others, and impact the world.